Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, we must allow our old ways to perish before rebirthing as better versions of ourselves. Healing can be dark and lonely, but the reward is the freedom that is healed. You are now tuning in to We Evolve on Beacon of Light Radio with your host, Jackie. Good evening, everyone. It is Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be exact. Uh, welcome to Weevolve on Beacon of Light Radio. I am your host, Jackie. I uh, hope everyone had a good week this week. This week in particular have been very... Um, I'll say different for me. <laughs> Usually my response is I had fun or I was busy or it was a great week, but this week was rather challenging. I will say that. Before I get into all of those things, though, um, allow me to drop all of my social media handles so you can follow me, add me, like this, that, and the other. Um, join my group. So on Instagram, you can find me at Eccentric Chick. That is E C C E N T R I C C. Wait. Oh my goodness. I messed that all the way up. E C C E N T R I C C H I C C. Oh, I guess I did it right. I just didn't finish it. Okay, so again, that is E C C. E-N-T-R-I-C-H-I-C-C. <laughs> and then on Facebook, you can search Lilo Me at Jackie Terry with a Y Anderson. And you can join the Weevolve community group on Facebook as well. So let's get into a little bit of this. I give the little recap of things that took place during the week. And um, I don't really have too much to tell right now other than, you know, the kids went back to school on Tuesday and um, my kids in particular, they, they, they're starting at a new school this year. And my little son who is now in the first grade um the little fella that joined me on the show uh, two weeks ago now he made a special friend on the third day of school now if you've been a friend of mine for some time on facebook you know that little eric ej as we call him sometimes has um, a gift of attracting little girls, a lot of them. So um, he met a girl in his class the third day. Well, I think she's been there since the first day, but the third day my daughter came home. Guess what, mommy? Eric and another and a little girl were holding hands in class. And they locked arms and all of that good stuff. So I said to him, this is the third day of class. <laughs> the third day. How is it that you didn't find somebody else? And after three days. But this is like every school year. I, I expect this. I sh I, I've grown to expect this. Um, when he started preschool they there were a few of them and every day I would go pick him up they would wait for him bye Eric it was like uh, a symphony of greetings and stuff are you Eric mom so that's one thing but that wasn't challenging it was just um, it's, it was I guess it's the Getting back into the routine of uh, getting up early and 
making sure everybody's dressed and fed before school. Things are a little bit different at this school this year than they were in previous years. So we just have to make some minor adjustments and all will be well. But um, the energy around me has been like pretty heavy lately. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know if it's been like oh, just this week or within the last two weeks, but um, I found myself forgetting a lot of things, um, having conversations, be um, blown out of proportion. Um, it's just been a, a heavy energy, like kind of dark and negative going on lately. I don't know why I don't attribute it to anything other than just life happening. Um, sometimes, well, they're going to come. Life is not going to stay on a steady uphill. You're going to have troublesome moments. You're going to have bad times and all of that good stuff. Um, so it's just a, a part of the fold, I guess. And really, your growth is tested most when um, negative things occur. So I feel like I'm going through or have been going through a test. And through this test, I have discovered that there are parts of myself that I still need work on. Um, that's being said <laughs> I always notice that I'm not as clear with mm, how I view things when I am operating from a negative space um, what, what I wanted to talk about on show today was intuition <clears throat> this came to me a few days ago like that that's a necessary topic considering um, one of the issues that I had to deal with this week had to do with my own intuition. And uh, I, I tend to get foggy in that area when I have a lot going on or I'm not able to meditate and all that good stuff or pray. Um you know, going to solitude and all of that, I find it difficult for me to utilize my tools when things are going on, negative things are going on. So for me, I have to learn how to navigate through all of that, continuing to use my tools or not. Um, oh, I want to give you guys an update on my weight loss progress. So, um, I, I'm sure I mentioned last week what cleanse I was doing. So I'll repeat it for those who weren't listening or watching me on Facebook Live. But I um, participated in the JJ Smith 10 day, day green smoothie cleanse. Um, I began on, I believe, August 27th, and I wrapped up yesterday, so I'm in the fat flushing phase now for, well, today and tomorrow. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the cleanse, but what it is, uh, for those who don't know, it is a cleanse where you... Fuel your body with smoothies consisting of like fruit and vegetables. It's either like spinach, kale, spring mixed with uh, strawberry, blueberry, pineapple, peaches type of combination. And you add your flax seeds in there or whatnot. And you take supplements to go along with it. And you pretty much don't eat any solid foods other than like tuna and boiled eggs, which they're both pretty light. Um, and they have approved snacks and things like that, which is 
talking like celery, carrots, crunchy vegetables or fruit. So in doing that, oh, you have to drink a lot of water also. Um, but that's recommended on a daily basis, no matter what your diet is. So in doing that, at the end of the cleanse, I weighed myself today, actually. And from, I, I lost nine pounds doing the cleanse. But prior to the cleanse, I had lost 13 pounds. So altogether, I've lost 22 pounds since April. I, mean, I posted in the uh, Green Smoothie group. It's like a support group and all that stuff. Um, I posted there today, like my first post, I took a screenshot of my first post um, in that group and it was from April 3rd and I was supposed to start the cleanse then, but I didn't, just got distracted by life happening and all that stuff. So I didn't even start the cleanse, but um, during that time period between that post and um, August, late August, I had lost the 13 pounds on my own. I don't have the slightest idea how I did it. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with an outside activity because I was going to like practices with my kids with them being in soccer and my husband and I, we would throw the football back and forth to each other um while the kids were in soccer practice and then once my youngest son started baseball i would go to practice with him and my husband would stay at practice with the other two and then we would go to the park and spend time outside and all that um just just being and doing so i was pleasantly surprised when I found that out but at the end of the cleanse and saw my results I'm I'm ecstatic like really ecstatic because I feel like I'm more focused on it now than I ever have been like it the mindset behind the goal is completely different at this point hi Sue and Susan Sue and Susan <laughs> They're watching me live in the Weevolve community group. Uh, Susan says, I lost just under 30 pounds in the past couple of months by just changing my thought personally. Yes, that has never worked for me before. I don't know if it's the way I connected to food previously or me thinking that I was on a diet. So I need to do what I'm, what the diet requires while I'm on it and then afterwards I I don't know what happens after the diet is over once you reach reach your goal is it like how do I maintain this or you just automatically you think that the weight won't come back I don't know I don't I'm not sure exactly what happened for me in the past but at this point it seems like I've picked up um little nuggets of information along the way so now that i'm off the cleanse i've made a decision in my mind on how i'm gonna go forward and continue to lose weight without the cleanse although i plan on doing it once a month for the next few months or whatever but it doesn't matter how many times you do a cleanse if you don't continue the work after the cleanse is over because you'll just be starting back from the beginning all over again, which is definitely not want to what i want to do so um yeah that was my win for the week i can give myself credit for that and be appreciative of that win even though the rest of the energy of the week had been kind of uh sketchy and all that stuff but um going back to the subject matter for today's show intuition <clears throat> one situation that i had come up this week was based off of my intuition of that particular situation 
And then I sought out Jennifer to uh, confirm my intuition. And well, Jennifer Falah, I consulted with her to get the confirmation that I needed. So I've always kind of felt like I was an intuitive person. Um, probably more so now than before, but I will always say that I could read people easily and quickly. So, for example, um, at the last corporate job that I had, hi, honey. <laughs> My husband's watching in the Weeball community group, too. His name is Eric Anderson. He's been on the show before, also. Um, as a guest, but let's see, going back to, okay, my story about the last corporate job that I had, well, the last job I had in corporate America, because now I'm an entrepreneur, but, um, there was a co-worker of mine, well, first of all, when I start a new job, I'm not really talkative, I like to feel out the environment, and watch how other people interact with each other before I kind of open up a bit to anyone else. I'm sure most people probably operate that way. So, um, observation is major to me going into any type of environment. So, there was a lady that a lot of the women in the office seemed to not really care for. But I'm new. I don't know this lady. So I'm not going to judge her based off of other people's opinions. Then, one um, lady that works on a, worked on the shift behind me, because I was like a mid-shifter. So she came in later than I did. And she told me one day after seeing me talk to the lady that no one seems to like. She said, be careful with her or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly what her words were. Uh, but instead of bringing doubt to my mind about the lady that no one seems to like, she brought doubt to my mind about her. And I learned within like days to be careful with her. Um, I don't think it's fair that you try to put some put an idea about someone in somebody else's mind before they have a chance to judge the situation or that person based on their interactions with them. So uh, later on down the line, my intuition about that one, that lady turned out to be correct because she wound up trying to do the same thing to me and one of my work friends at the time. She ended up doing the same thing, trying to get us in trouble. So it was, I knew from like the, within the first couple days that I shouldn't trust her based on her character. Now, um, that's, you know, again, I said my intuition has always kind of been spot on. I can get a little snippet about a person's background or whatever, and in my mind, it'll be already made up about that person. But um, I don't act any differently. I let it come out for itself before I actually act accordingly. So, as far as intuition goes, I'm going to read the actual definition of what intuition is. Intuition, according to Google, <laughs> is a noun that means the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning or a thing that one knows or considers likely 
from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. They also, they have a couple synonyms to go along with that. We call them instinct, intuitiveness, uh, a hunch, feeling, gut feeling, funny feeling, inkling, sneaking suspicion, impression, so on and so forth. So I, I googled some things about intuition and I came across an article entitled 10 Things Highly Intuitive People Do Differently. And this was an article published on Huffington Post by Carolyn Gregoire. I hope I said that correctly. We just want to give the right people the right credit. And this article was originally published on March 19th of 2014. But it's since been updated. It, it says it's been, uh, it was updated December 7, 2017. So I'm going to read the list of the 10 things that, um, that highly intuitive people do. And then, you know, I'll go into what some of the things um, in the article say. So the first thing is, The first thing says they listen to that inner voice. Now, um, the inner voice, for me personally, I don't have an inner voice. I don't hear or sense um, something outside of myself, like giving me a nudge. I don't feel, it's, it's a feeling for me, not necessarily a voice, but a feeling. So I'll get a feeling and then I'll have a thought along with it. But I don't, I hardly ever get like a voice to tell me you shouldn't do this. At this point in time, I would love a voice to come to me and give me clarity on the situation. For example, right now, my house is, we're outgrowing. My family is outgrowing the house that we currently live in. We have a three-bedroom home, but the kids don't like to sleep apart from each other, so they're all in one. And this upstairs space that you can see I'm in on my um, my live videos, this is supposed to be the third bedroom, but none of the kids want to sleep up here by themselves. So they only use two, which is downstairs. And there is a bunch of stuff down here. We have a bed over there that one of the kids could use. I'm sitting on an ottoman that folds out to a bed. We have an extra table, like end tables and chairs up here that you can't see and a corner with the kids' toys and all that jazz. So we have literally filled every crevice of this house with our belongings. There's like holes in the walls. You probably can't see it. It's framed out. Oh, framed here. That's storage in there. And we have a bunch of things in there also. It's like we we have maxed out what we could put in this home so we my husband's been out on medical leave he's going back to work but we're trying to move we're trying to get a bigger space but have no direction in what you know which to go in the kids just started a new school it's not in our city but it's close to our city so if we move the decision is either going to be do we move somewhere where we have to change the kids school or do we move somewhere nearby but we may not get the space that we need for the price that we want to pay and it's just a lot so you know i'm into tarot cards i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but i read tarot cards and interpret them the best way that i know how so i did a spread today i said look this is just it's too much happening too soon and we don't have a lot of time to make decisions so i'm gonna do a reading see if i can get some kind of guidance because i utilize my spirit guides i have three according to a reading that i had done i have three spirit guides one male two females um 
and I know two of the three names. But I won't get into all that today. So I just did my reading because I was like, I'm just not getting anything. Intuitively, I'm not getting anything. So I need some assistance. So I went to my guides, using my cards, and uh, I read over some of the things, but I didn't get a chance to interpret them to apply them to the situation. So after the show is done tonight, I will go back down and try to figure all of that out. See if I can get some sort of a clue on what it is that we should do. But yeah, highly intuitive people listen to their inner voice. For me, it's a feeling, not so much a sound that um says this or that um eric how does your intuition work for you can you uh give us some insight on how in how your intuition works for you i'll continue on while you're typing if you can if you have a chance to get to the phone but i see you're watching um but as the second thing that they, this article says highly intuitive people do is take time for solitude um i personally think that solitude is necessary for everyone whether they are considered highly intuitive or not whether they even are aware that um, the feelings they get about a certain thing or person or place, whether they're aware that that's their intuition that's, you know, guiding whether or not, you know, navigating their way through the situation. I like solitude. I don't always have to have it, but I get overwhelmed by activity and sometimes people. And I need solitude. So when I was growing up as a teenager, like preteen teenager, when my family would have gatherings at my mom's house, um, I could hang out for a little while, but I'll get pretty much tired of everybody else. <laughs> I'll get tired of being around so many people, so much energy and so many spirits. So I would go off into my room by myself or if my cousin was around he would we would both run into my room close the door and people come looking for us that was like a frequent thing but solitude i definitely require sometimes i'll take a long shower just so i can have some time by myself because i get my best ideas in the shower i have the most clarity on my thoughts while i'm in the shower it's literally a feeling and it'll keep repeating itself. So you don't get a voice either. Like, uh, until you acknowledge it. Okay, so Eric says it's literally a feeling and it'll keep repeating itself until I acknowledge it, really. So is it like a mental or can you physically feel it? Because when I feel, when I feel something like my spidey senses tingling um i get a feeling of like anxiety i'll feel like a racing in the in the center part of my body it will feel like rushed like i have to say something everything feels necessary at that moment that's when my intuition is kicking in that probably in a mix of anxiety because I do believe I have anxiety. Um, the taking time for solitude. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Um, number three. They create. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how. I'll try to read that portion of it. Yeah, I'm going to read that portion of it. And then, because I, I was about to say that I don't see how um, intuitiveness 
and creativity relate, but obviously it can. Um, it's okay. It's okay. The live feed is delayed. Spidey senses. <laughs> yeah. So according to the article, they say um, highly intuitive people create. And then it says, creativity does its best work when it functions intuitively, writes researcher and author Carla Wolf. In fact, creative people are highly intuitive, explains Burnham. The Burnham is one of the authors that is being quoted in this article. But I'll go back into some of those things. It says, in fact, creative... Oh, I did read that part. In fact, creative people are highly intuitive, explains Burnham. And just as you can increase your creativity through practice, you can boost your intuition. In fact, practicing one may build up the other. Um, well, I guess it doesn't really describe how they're related, but I guess through experience, I can say that it is true because um, I've gone through a process, like many different phases of creating things. So, like back in high school, I used to kind of draw a little bit. I would see a photo and I could mimic it like almost to a T. That's one thing I used to do. And after I got married and had my daughter, I started um, making tutus. I have pictures of those. I'll, I'll post them in the group um, and on my Instagram so you guys can see like some of the things that I, I was mentioning in the show today. So I did tutus at one point. Um, what else? I did hair and hair is an art by itself. I braided a lot of hair. You can do different styles and all that other kind of stuff. And I, I used to have different looks on a regular basis. Like every five days I looked a different way because I changed my hair so often. So I guess I guess I can see that they do relate to one another. I just don't understand the how. And this article doesn't say it either. So. Um, the next thing listed is they practice mindfulness. Um, <laughs> this is probably the most difficult for me. Practicing mindfulness because it, it mentions meditation and other mindfulness practices. It says meditation and other mindfulness practices can be an excellent way to tap into your intuition as the search inside as you search inside you filter out mental chatter weigh your options objectively tune into your intuition and ultimately make a decision that you can stand completely behind uh, mindfulness can also connect you to your intuition by boosting self-knowledge so Along with my intuitiveness, I overthink things. So it's hard for me to meditate and meditate on a regular basis because I'm always finding something else to do. Um, there's To me, there's always something to look up. There's always something to research. It's just nonstop. My mind is going nonstop. So this this is the one that I struggle the most with. It's probably also why um, I don't feel as clear either when a lot is going on around me. That's the one thing I need to pull myself in about is taking some time away from things and people and going into a moment of still. Like quiet nothingness I just have to learn I literally have to learn how to turn my thoughts off um, the next thing listed on the 10 things highly intuitive people do. Uh, they observe everything now I mentioned that already um, when we were talking about when I was giving the example of about using my intuition at the workplace so i literally <laughs> with the overthinking and that's probably why that that is even on there 
I observe everything. I may not always speak on everything that I see, but I literally see everything. Even things that I don't believe that I saw, I I, I saw it. Um, (laughs) Just in, you know, joking around or whatever, being funny. For a while, um, earlier in this year, I I would catch like black spots out the corner of my eye, you know, my peripheral vision or something like that, or I'll turn my head in a direction. But once I turn it, I think I've seen something in the space that I just finished looking at. So I'll turn back to it. Like, did I just see something? Did, did I just see something? I must be losing it. Cause I just, that's the one thing I would say often after that happens. I would say, am I losing my mind or something? But I will always see something that, like, kind of, I don't know if it's there or if my mind is telling me something is there. But I notice a lot of things. Um, mostly as it pertains to actions, character, and things like that. But when it comes to like physical appearances and things like that, I I don't hold on to that at all. It's like a bucket with holes in it. I don't. <laughs> I've I've been in situations where people will say, um, "Well, what it did you see? What such and such had on?" And I could recall having a full conversation with that person that they asked me about, and remember nothing about their physical appearance. I won't remember how the hair was what clothes they had on, what shoes they had on, nothing. So, you know, I don't know why I'm like that, but it just happens. I pay, I guess I pay more attention to the right things than, you know, people's physical appearance, but I, I literally observe everything. And then when I speak on some of the things I observe, I I look like a crazy person. (laughs) Um, Highly intuitive people also listen to their bodies. That's that gut feeling that we were talking about, where where it is a feeling. Um, I was thinking about this earlier when I was going over the topic of the show, um, how we're calling it into intuition, and some refer to it as a gut feeling. But in a religious aspect, uh, some people might say, something told me that A, B, and C. And then some people will say that something is God. So that something, that gut feeling could be the voice of God, if you believe, or it could be the universe, the voice of the universe, if you're a more spiritual person and not so much so religious. But um, that gut feeling, listening to their bodies, that gut feeling is spot on. I even recall instances where I was in an environment that was uncomfortable and feeling like I had to go number two. Not that I was like nervous or anything. It's just you can catch the vibes or energy of others in that particular situation in that particular moment um and it it isn't even just about that like you can use your intuition your physical being for intuition when you're about to get sick or you know something's going to happen with your body i know some people it's kind of like when you start to feel lightheaded and you instinctively go sit down because you may you might think that okay i could fall but nine times out of ten you don't think that lightheadedness is going to go that far but you instinctively go sit down to brace yourself for what could possibly happen that's how i look at it so listening to your body in that regard oh i'm lightheaded let me get myself to safety so if in the event that i pass out 
I'll be safe. And then, um, the last thing, no, 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 I'm sorry. It's not the last, um, but the next thing on the list says, they connect deeply with others. It says, mind reading may seem like the stuff of fantasy and pseudoscience, but it's actually something we do every day. It's called empathic accuracy, a term in psychology that refers to the seemingly magical ability to map someone's mental terrain from their words, emotions, and body language, according to psychology today. Um, when you see a spider, it, this is an example. When you see a spider crawling up someone's leg, you feel a creeping sensation. Marsha Reynolds writes in psychology today. Similarly, when you observe someone reach out to a friend and they are pushed away, your brain register, registers the sensation of rejection. When you watch your team win or a couple embrace on television, you feel their emotions as if you are there. Social emotions like guilt, shame, pride, embarrassment, disgust, and lust can all be experienced by watching others. I never thought of it that way. I had no idea where they were going with this. They connect deeply with others. But in reading this part of the article, I because at first I was going to say like well I don't know if that's necessarily me but after reading some of the things they say um, here in the article I can agree with it I've said time and time again as an example in you know pr prior shows that I would watch videos on YouTube of like proposals or weddings and I'm crying right along with everybody else like I'm there like it's my moment but I still share it there is no spoon. What are you talking about, Anderson? It's a Matrix reference. There is no spoon. What part is that? You're going to have to tell me what part that is. So I know. Um, but yeah. I, I guess in that regard, I, I do connect deeply with others. Um... I guess to some degree, I would say that I was the compassionate person. Yeah, I've, okay. Okay. I understand it now. See, sometimes these things teach me as I'm trying to share the information with, with you guys. I have to learn something about myself through these shows as well. Um, that's kind of the point. I see a lot of stuff on Facebook that I share. It doesn't just help everyone else. It helps me as well. But... Um, yeah, I take on others' emotions. I do. And put myself... I do that... Oh, okay. I really do that a lot. Because I think about how others may feel before I say or do anything. Um, particularly when I'm specifically involved. I, I do think about others as I'm, you know, conducting myself however I'm going Highly intuitive people pay attention to their dreams. Yes. That one I, I very much agree with. I have dreams often, and I can recall most of them most of the time. And I'm always trying to figure them out. Always. That's that's another reason why I think I overthink. Excuse me. I do pay a lot of attention to my dreams. I'm a dream person. I will Google everything pertaining to a dream. I've even had dreams of like sets of numbers to play in the lottery. I remember I think it was probably back in 2012 or 2013. Possibly even like more recent than that, but I'm not sure. But I was, I had a dream of five lottery numbers or no, it was, it was six. So I would tell, I told my mom about them. I told my husband about them, told my mom about them. And for a while, my, my mom and stepdad played those numbers. And they told me they actually won some money using those numbers. 
um, obviously they didn't hit all of them. Or they would have won, like, I think it was the Mega Millions or the Powerball that they played. I can't remember exactly which game, but they won over $100 using those numbers. So that worked well for them. I'm I'm assuming because I gave them the numbers, that was the amount that they needed at that time. I don't know. But you're welcome. (laughs) Um, I also had a dream where uh, my husband played this scratch-off. Played this scratch-off. I remember the color and, and where he bought it from. And it was supposed to be a, a million dollar winner on the scratch off. So I woke up the next morning, told him the dream specifically, where he got it from, what color the scratch off was, um, how he or like where he scratched it, and you know all of that. And he said he did it. He went to the store that I mentioned from the dream bought that color scratch off sat in the car like my dream said he did um, scratched the scratch off and won $500 so it wasn't the million dollars from the dream but it was worth a million dollars because we needed it at the time like we needed it at the time it was a struggle at that point in our lives but um so, yeah, my dreams I mean a lot to me. And I, I've i gotten visits from deceased relatives and, you know, um, relatives of people that I know. So I really pay a lot of attention to my dreams. Real, realizing that you're in control of manifesting the reality you want to create. Using your intuition is a great tool in guiding you to do so. Is that what there is no spoon mean? Okay. Eric says in his matrix reference, there is no spoon. He says it's realizing that you are in controlling of ma- you're you are in control of manifesting the reality you want create. Using your intuition is a great tool in guiding you to do so. That yeah, definitely. I never see. I might have to watch The Matrix again. I could not connect with that movie. I have tried on so many levels to watch this movie, and I just could never get into it. But he's always told me like there's messages in this movie you need to pay attention to and all that. But I just just can't get it. Maybe maybe if I try today, I'll get it. But yeah, I pay a lot of attention to my dreams. Um, and we'll continue to do so because I get a lot from it and I learned a lot of how to move within my own personal space based on my dreams um, the next I think this is the number 9 right here <laughs> number 9 yes this is number 9 they enjoy plenty of downtime. <laughs> um, yes. That is the difference between the evolved person that I am and the former person that I was. Um, downtime. I actually, at one point, didn't even allow myself to have any downtime. I never wanted to be still. I always had to go somewhere. I always had something to do. Always, always, always. I did not enjoy being at home. But it wasn't because it was was things going on. I always felt like I had to be in the midst of something, doing something. And that explains a lot because during that period of time, that's when I had the most emotional, spiritual chaos. I was not clear on... Most things I just did a lot out of routine is what I grew accustomed to. So, like, yes, everything looked great because I was working full time, like 32 plus hours. And I went to school full time for like 12 credit hours a week or so. So it looked I looked put together in that way. But I had a lot of emotional and spiritual stuff to 
filter through um, living in that period of time. So I did not allow myself downtime. But now I enjoy it. Downtime for me is few and far in between. But I usually take it now after the kids go to bed. I enjoy when the kids aren't in school because of the downtime. I used to be the mother that said I didn't want my kids to go to school. I would homeschool them and I'll make sure they get everything they need that they need. But once I got a taste of like the freedom of having my kids go to school, I was like, yes, I can get so much done for me in this time that I need it and did not know I need it. It's a lot. Like, you have an idea. I've mentioned this before. I had an idea. Most people probably have an idea of what they think their lives will be like or should be like. But you don't really know until you're placed in a position to make a decision based on that experience. You have an idea, but it's just an idea until you experience something. You have no decision to make until you experience it. You just have an idea of what you think you want. But now, I utilize my downtime as far as I can max it. If if I have to go eat by myself, I'll drag it out. I already eat slow. But I will drag it out just to make sure I get the time by myself that I need. Um, some days I won't do any housework. I'll just laze around in my bedroom all day because that downtime is something that I need. I did not realize how important that was until I started breaking down in 2016 that's when I realized that I needed downtime. And I started taking the time for myself. That's why I went on, you know, my trips this summer by myself. Because although I had something to do, in the moment in time where I was waiting, I had a lot of downtime to do reflecting and all that stuff. That's why I felt so full spiritually when I came back home. So yes, take your downtime. And if you're the type of person that feels like you want to be around people all the time, you really should take some time for yourself. Even if it's just to go have lunch or dinner by yourself or go to the movies. Going to the movies is a good one, especially if you go see a good movie. That's a good way to have downtime. It's quiet. It's dark. You're watching something on the screen, but you still don't have to listen to anything else. Like you're being entertained, but you're in the comfort of your own space. Yeah, there's other people in the room, but I guarantee you pay them no mind unless they're distracting. That going to the movies can also be downtime. I love going to the movies by myself now. I really appreciate that. And the last thing listed here about highly intuitive people they mindfully let go of negative emotions I'll read further into that strong emotions particularly negative ones can cloud our intuition many of us know that we feel out of sorts or not ourselves when we're upset and it may be because we're disconnected from our intuition when you are very depressed, you might find your intuition fails, says Burnham. When you're angry or in a heightened emotional state, your intuition can fail you completely. I agree with that 100%. The evidence isn't just anecdotal. A 2013 study published in the journal Psychological Science showed that being in a positive mood boosted the ability to make individual intuitive judgments in a word game that's not to say that intuitive people never get upset but your intuition will 
fare better if you're able to mindfully accept and let go of negative emotions for the most part rather than suppressing or dwelling on them now i will own this part 100 percent that this is why i lose my intuition because i have not yet mastered the art of let go i hold on to many negative emotions that is the work that i need to do i've i've said before that i think i've mastered this this particular part of my life i've mastered who i am in this space so i've gotten to the point now where i've acknowledged that i have an issue with letting go of negative emotions and that kills my ability to connect with my intuition it absolutely does um i think that's why the energy for me was this week was so heavy because i had to process a lot of negative emotions and um i'm still processing i have i still have work to do yeah. um yeah so it's gonna be my task um one thing that i am an advocate for is therapy counseling whatever you want to call it as long as it's something positive i refuse to accept any negative talk as it pertains to counseling therapy whatever i don't care what your belief is therapy works they may not have a magic pill to give you to cure all of your problems but one thing therapy does is get you to face them a good therapist will draw out of you what you need to free yourself yourself from whatever it is that's causing you to be there and it's interesting to me because they simply do it with questions so they make you see you so you can fix you they don't provide a solution they give you tools to use along the way while you're facing yourself and your emotions i love therapy so i'm gonna be going i got my son in therapy eric because he's a very emotional person and it, it works for him because he I, I've learned recently that he's retaining some of the things that he hears in therapy. So yes, I'm a pro-counseling uh, therapist, therapy advocate. And if you ever need any resources, I have Googled some things and um, I can't speak for what I won't use myself. But therapy, I am definitely, definitely an advocate for. So, I've used up my allotted time for the day. And I have to leave you guys with my, and this has to be like my favorite quote by Mr. Ralph Marston about your happiness. Are we ready? All right. Happiness is a choice, not a result. Nothing will make you happy until you choose to be happy. No person will make you happy unless you decide to be happy your happiness will not come to you it can only come from you and again that quote is by ralph marston i'd like to thank you all for listening and participating adding me on my social media accounts um providing feedback giving me commentary. I appreciate all of it.
And again, before I close out today, I'm going to give you my Instagram, ha- uh, Instagram handle in case you missed it at the beginning of the show. It's Eccentric Chick. That's E-C-C-E-N-T-R-I-C-C-H-I-C-C. You can also add me on Facebook at Jackie Terry with a Y Anderson. And join our Weevolve community group. It's been a great show. My energy is so much better than it was when I started it. I burned some stage before the show and all that stuff. So I'm sure that was an aid because I use my tools. But I look forward to speaking with you guys next week. I believe I'm going to have a guest on here. But I'll post that info later. Have a good weekend, everybody.